Welcome to Stardust Stereo. I'm Parker McPinney and I'm your host and today we're going to speak on the lunar eclipse in Gemini that occurred in the wee hours this morning, November 30th, 2020, a year to never be forgotten, I might add, and what that might mean for you. Now I want to speak first a little bit about eclipses in general, specifically lunar eclipses. Lunar eclipses are a full moon with sunglasses on. These sunglasses for this latest eclipse are sort of down to the tip of the nose because this eclipse is not quite as strong as a total eclipse or other eclipses that we've had in the Gemini series in the past. But it's still important. Now, when we've had lunar eclipses in Gemini within a degree of where it was in the wee hours, we've seen some really strong events that occurred in the headlines. And I made a note of some of them, which I will be sharing. And by tradition, eclipses, both lunar and solar, usually give us a heads up about what's going to be in the news. And what's going to be in the news is usually correlating to the zodiac sign that the eclipse occurred in and the aspects that that eclipse has to other planets in the eclipse chart. Now with astrology, because it is a very in-depth subject, we could get into a lot of astrobabble, but I'm not going to do that to you because I want you to listen to the whole podcast. I just want to say that in the past, the lunar eclipses that occurred in Gemini were at 7 degrees Gemini on November 29th, 1993. And that one was a big one because it was a total lunar eclipse. And then also we had another lunar eclipse that occurred November 28th, 2012. And that one also was at seven, approximately seven degrees Gemini. This morning's eclipse was at nine degrees Gemini. I round them off. I want to talk a little bit about that Gemini energy and give you some examples. Gemini deals with the lungs. It rules the lungs. It rules the arms. It rules how we think, our learning process, communication of all kinds, symbolic and verbal, written. Gemini is the communicator. And when we have a lunar eclipse in the sign Gemini, which means it will be in opposition to the sun in Sagittarius, we are dealing with issues of what we believe and why. So this is an excellent time to start to examine that. And the reason I say what we believe and why is because Sagittarius deals with your belief patterns. Gemini deals with why you think what you think. This is really an excellent time to begin to examine your belief patterns, your thinking strategy, what information you allow in, what you block out, and the purpose that you do that. What is your reasoning? What is fact and what is fiction? This is a theme I've been speaking on a little bit in the last podcast as well. 
because it is so important right now in America and around the world. Fact versus fiction. Education and community. Really taking care of yourself with that information that you educate with is what the theme is now. And in this lunar eclipse that happened this morning, since it happened in Gemini, we look to the planet that rules Gemini, and that's Mercury. And where is Mercury? Mercury was at 27 degrees Scorpio in some minutes, so almost at 28 minutes Scorpio. And it was in a fantastic, strong relationship with Jupiter and Saturn, which are both in Capricorn right now. And so this means to structurally examine your thinking process and how your behavior can contribute to the betterment of your world and everybody else's. Scorpio is never interested in anything shallow, and actually neither is Capricorn either. So... The big message of this lunar eclipse is how can I better my world through my thinking process and applying the thoughts and beliefs to my everyday physical working world. Thoughts precede action. You've got to think it before you do it. And this is so important right now. And why is it important? Because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And yesterday I went to deposit some checks in the bank. And lo and behold, I came across four people not wearing a mask. And of course, I gave them that look of like, what are you thinking? You're not thinking. Where's your mask? I don't know if it translated, but I sent it psychically. Because we're going to be in really big trouble if our hospitals get overloaded. And we've got to do our part. So please, sit serious with your community and actively combating this coronavirus spread. Please, 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 please. Because this eclipse chart tells me that since the moon is in Gemini and that deals with lungs and the ruling planet is Mercury and that's in Scorpio and that can, even in a good relationship with the planets Jupiter and Saturn, it can indicate record numbers of deaths. Scorpio is symbolically very much connected to endings. Now, we can end a lot of things, not just the physical body being ended, but we can end thought patterns that are not productive. That is really what I'm thinking that this, this chart is telling us. You know, the signals from the sky are begging us, take this virus seriously. Now, whatever house this Gemini moon falls in, the axis, the opposing house, that in the opposing house points to the area in your life where you can best apply this get a clue thinking. And I'm going to go around the wheel and speak about what each house means. The first house is the house of the physical body and the self. The second house is your income, your values, and what you do with your money. The third house is brothers and sisters, the community, short trips, and your thinking process. The fourth house is your physical home, the seat of your soul, and it represents mom. Fifth house is the area that rules over children, creative process, how you have fun. Sixth house is co-workers, pets, and everyday activities and your health. Seventh house is all people that are not you. 
partners, business and romantic, the public, and people that you rely on to carry out professional activities for you. Eighth house is that taboo house that we just love to talk about. Sex, death, taxes, and other people's money. Ninth house is foreign travel, other cultures, higher learning, and it also comes under the jurisdiction of faith and churches. Tenth house is your standing in the community, your mission in life, and it represents the father. Eleventh house is your long-term hopes and wishes, your friends, how you network. It actually also rules Congress. And the twelfth house is the cave, where you go to restore your soul. It has governorship over institutions such as hospitals, prisons, ashrams, places where you kind of isolate. So those are the 12 houses in the chart. And wherever Gemini at nine degrees falls in your chart, that is the area you want to apply change to. I have a couple of rules that I apply during eclipse times. I don't make any major decisions until at least three days after an eclipse. And right now we're in a, a long window of eclipse because we just had an eclipse, but in two weeks time, we're going to have a solar eclipse. I like to keep my rules reasonable. So until three days after this lunar eclipse, I'm not going to make major purchases or sign contracts or make definite decisions on things. I'm waiting out the tide till I'm able to take those sunglasses off the moon and see all the information clearly. Sometimes we're not able to put things on pause. So we're just extra careful if we have to act during that three days after the eclipse period. So right now I'd like to also give you a little clue how lunar eclipses can be seen in the headlines because eclipses, they're full moons or they're new moons, and the lunar eclipse, which is a full moon, it throws an influence all over the world. And in 1993, when we had a lunar eclipse, which happened to be a total one at seven degrees Gemini. Some of the elements that were in the news at that time were quite interesting. Puerto Rico voted against becoming the 51st state. The U.S. House of Representatives voted for NAFA, and it passed on the 18th of November. Howard Stern launched his show, interesting to me, in Italy. The municipal elections resulted in 36% of MSI, the neo-fascist um, party, coming into power in Rome. So we saw a rise of fascism in that 1993 eclipse. All those events happened in the month of November. And that does not mean that things are instantly in the headlines right after an eclipse. Sometimes it can happen a month before, a month after. Eclipses have varying degrees of how long they're in effect for. The eclipse that just occurred is going to be in effect for four years because it was approximately four minutes long. That translates into four years in astrological terms. And so what is promised in your chart has a four-year period of becoming actualized. Say, for example, this eclipse fell in your third house and you're thinking about writing a book. Third house is the house of communication. Say you start on that idea now. It may be four years before it gets an actual boost and out there. 
that doesn't mean the process actually takes four years, but the process from beginning to end. The beginning idea planted, seed, and then action, and then the completion of that action. Sometimes also what we can see is something may end up uh, finished way before four years. It may be finished in four months, but we have an, an ongoing cycle of generating other ideas that spin off off of that initial plant. Kind of like you plant a seed in the garden and then it it comes to fruitation and at one point it's blooming and it's throwing off other seeds that then that get landed in other areas of the garden, that kind of thinking. Now the seven degrees Gemini eclipse of November 28, 2012 highlights in the news, Russia banned the US from adopting Russian children. Google Gmail, which obviously is communication, became the world's most popular email service. Elizabeth Warren became the first female senator of Massachusetts. Tammy Duckworth was the first disabled person to the US Congress. And then also one very sad event that happened a little bit later in December, Sandy Hook Massacre happened. The Sandy Hook Massacre happened. And that actually was uh, closer to the solar eclipse that we're going to have in two weeks. But I did think to mention, to give you an example of headlines that affect the masses, those events all affected the masses in some form or fashion, and they were all tied to, short of the last one, um, they were tied to communication. Well, the last one did start communication. It started communication about gun control, which is still going on in America. So since this lunar eclipse is in Gemini, it's really important that you discover new ways of conversing. Discover new ways of allowing yourself to digest information and what information you allow in. And being a detective, using that Mercury and Scorpio and being your own detective and verifying that information to make sure it's true. There's another technique in astrology, or another process rather, that deals with the Saros cycle of an eclipse. This is a very complicated technical little bit of information that I'm not going to burden you with. But I will say this. I will translate it this way. Every eclipse has relatives that are from way back. So each eclipse has its own family. And if you go back and you do enough research, you can find out who your great-great-great-grandfather from your mother's side and your cousins and, you know, dad's stepson's nephew's uncle and what influence they had in your genealogy. I'm sure you're really loaded down enough with just today's reality that you're not going to be too concerned with the cycle or the family of this lunar eclipse and how it throws an influence. Because really what we need to do now is just take this energy, go forward, Strengthen our mind. Sit tight. Wear your mask. Don't forget your mask. Put your mask on. Remember, wear the mask, please. 
I'm going to use this moment to communicate a big thank you to my patrons. You know who you are, and thank you for keeping this show on the air. And if you'd like to become a patron, you can do so on patreon.com slash parkermcp. Also below this podcast, there's a link, support the show, yay! And you can click on that and get more information. So what am I doing for this lunar eclipse? I'm laying low. I'm doing some work, but I'm meditating. I'm making the lists of what I need to change in my mindset, how I can further thought to productivity, what ways I can communicate better with the people that are in the circle of my world. If you'd like to get a reading and find out how this eclipse or the one coming up in two weeks might influence your life and what, how you can grab it and use it in the best possible way, you can check out my astrological website, the word kitchen, then the word sari, S-A-R-I, like the Indian dress, kitchensari.com. And I have information on there about personal readings. If you're feeling in adventurous, you can search in Google for a website that will give you a free copy of your birth chart. You'll just need the time, city, and all that important data. And then you can see where that nine degrees Gemini lunar eclipse this morning fell in your chart. I've given you the information about what each pie or house, they look like little pie shapes, means. And so then you have a starting point to know where you can look to better yourself. I'd like to leave you with two thoughts today. Watch your words, your actions, your thoughts, your character, and your heart. And remember, you are made of stardust. So go shine.